Dress the History of Fashion is a production of iHeartRadio. With over 7 billion people in the world, we all have one thing in common. Every day, we all get dressed. Welcome to Dressed, the History of Fashion, a podcast that explores the who, what, when of why we wear. We are fashion historians and your hosts, April Callahan and Cassidy Zachary. Okay, I would like everyone to close their eyes and picture the scene. Quote, guests are beginning to arrive. Many of them have never met each other. In walks Charles, a silhouettist. It isn't immediately obvious that he's any different from the other guests, but this is a guest with a unique talent. Continuing, Charles approaches a group and engages them in conversation. He produces a pair of scissors and seemingly in seconds cuts an astonishingly accurate portrait of them, holding it up to the light. Cries of amazement attract the attention of others, some of whom who gather to see what's going on. Meanwhile, the silhouettist moves on, repeating the process. Each group greets him with initial surprise and reluctance, followed by delight and astonishment at the silhouette. After a while, the whole room becomes aware that quote, something is up. People begin searching for the artist, hoping they will be next. And that ends scene and our quote. (laughs) On Tuesday, we brought you, dress listeners, one of our very first episodes from season one to remind you about the history and the man behind the term silhouette. And today we bring you an interview with an actual silhouette artist, Charles Burns. And this is not a particularly common profession today, Cass. And while there are certainly a few notable contemporary artists, such as Kara Walker, who's one of my all-time favorite artists, who do use silhouettes as a powerful medium to interrogate deeper themes, the art of commissioned silhouette portraiture is something that we might really associate with the pre-photography era of the 18th and 19th centuries, as we discussed on Tuesday's episode. You know, at a time when only a wealthy few could really afford to have their portraits painted, a more affordable option would have been to have your profile cut quite literally by a talented artist such as our guest today. Once a prized guest at parties and corporate events in the pre-pandemic era, Charles has over the last year brought his cutting talents to Zoom. And of course, we just had to try this out for ourselves. So here we are. We are so excited to welcome Charles to the show today. Joining us all the way from England, Charles, welcome to Dressed. Charles, welcome to Dress. We are so excited to have you here with us today. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me along. I think I could speak for both April and I, well, I I believe I'm speaking for April and I, that this is the first time we've had our silhouettes cut. So we're both looking forward to this experience. We really don't know what to expect, actually, which makes it all the more exciting. But before we begin, we'd love to learn a little bit more about yourself and this art form. What is a silhouette artist? Because in the U.S., at least, this is not something that we really read or hear a lot about today. It, it doesn't surprise me. And in fact, over here in the UK, it's not something that people encounter on, on a daily basis either. Silhouette artists are a rare breed, I think, on both sides of the Atlantic. Essentially, a silhouette artist is somebody who cuts portraits of people, um, but he, instead of drawing uh, a portrait with a pencil, uh, a silhouette artist will cut your portrait with a pair of scissors, usually, and uh, a piece of black paper. And the result is a black cameo style portrait, um, a bit like old silhouette style portraits that you might see, you would expect to see in old houses. Typically they date from uh, the sort of Georgian and Regency periods here in the UK, 
which would be the sort of late colonial period, I guess, in, in, in the U.S., and you've had quite a prolific career as a silhouette artist. You have cut over 200,000 portraits or silhouettes, and I believe three of Queen Elizabeth II herself. So how did you come to this profession? Well, yes, silhouette artists tend to be quite prolific. It takes me about two minutes normally to cut a silhouette. Wow. So, so typically when I'm working, um, if I'm working at an event, for instance, I, I will start producing silhouettes very rapidly. So uh, 200,000 silhouettes is a lot of silhouettes by any, any reckoning, but then I have been cutting silhouettes for about 20 years or more. So it, 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 when you look at it that way, it's perhaps not so many. I began uh, my job after I left art college and I, I studied painting uh, at art college. I worked for many years as a street portrait artist in London, in, a, in an area of London called Covent Garden, which is famous and well known for uh, street performers and lots of things going on and it's a very it's the sort of place in London where a lot of tourists will go when they visit London every, more or less everybody will go to Covent Garden at some point during their stay so I used to work there every weekend drawing portraits of people uh, with a pencil uh, and paper and after a while, um, I began to try and diversify a bit. So I came across silhouettes partly because I couldn't see anybody else doing them. And, and I, it, it, I realized it was something of a lost art and I just felt I wanted to give it a go. I'm not quite sure why. And, and for me, I thought it would be something that would keep me amused for a few weeks or a few months uh, and maybe it would be a little nice little sideline on my stall in Covent Garden. But what actually happened was that the silhouettes completely took over my life uh, and, and have become the main career. And, and after, after a few years uh, of cutting silhouettes, I realized that, that that's where my direction was going artistically. So I, I gave up the stall in Covent Garden and embarked on a career as what I describe it as being an artist entertainer. Yeah. So, so the, the, the silhouettes are, are the central part of that. So to that point, where and how do you practice your profession today? The market for silhouette cutting that I discovered in the UK was in what they call corporate events. Mm. So that would be uh, typically awards dinners and um, company Christmas parties and, and, and all those kind of events where everybody is getting together and they're all out to have a good time. And they could perhaps book a close-up magician, but I would persuade them that uh, booking a silhouette artist is a very good alternative for that. And many of them did. And, and literally, I will walk into a room with a pocket full of black paper and a pair of scissors, and I will start going around the rooms, cutting portraits of all the guests. Uh, and as I said, each one takes me about two minutes, so, so I, I get through a large number of the guests in, in, in that time. And then later on, I started diversifying into other events. So I began to do a lot of weddings mm -hmm. and, and silhouettes. Silhouettes have become quite popular at weddings here in the UK. So, uh, and that's a market I'm very much trying to push because I really enjoy weddings because much more than corporate dinners, people are wearing hats and feathers and, and, and all kinds of things like that, which make silhouettes themselves, to me, much more interesting. And you mentioned that this is a lost art form. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your introduction to the art form and kind of how you taught yourself to do it. Was there a specific technique that you were emulating or did you experiment? How were you first introduced to the art of silhouette making and how did you develop it? There's, um, there's an old silhouette in my family, which I, I grew up being aware of. And, it, and, it's, um, and the silhouette is, is of nine children all standing in a row and descending order of height. And the eldest of those children is my grandfather. 
and 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 all his and all his siblings. So I I knew of silhouettes, but I had no idea really how they were made. Um, so when I first became interested in them, I started looking out. Originally, I thought I'd better find someone to teach me, but I couldn't find anyone to teach me. And that's when I became aware that really this was a lost art, uh, that nobody that I could find in London at the time was cutting silhouettes. So I went to the National Portrait Gallery, which, as it happens, is just around the corner from Covent Garden, where I used to work, uh, and asked them. And they have quite a a large collection of, of silhouettes. And they particularly had a series of books big albums of silhouettes, something about 20,000 silhouettes wow. by an artist called Hubert Leslie, who, and he used to work on, in Brighton on the south coast of England during the 1920s, and he cut silhouettes of people. But all the staff at the National Portrait Art Gallery could tell me was that they were cut with scissors. Beyond that, they didn't know anything about them. So I, I, I literally taught myself how to cut silhouettes by looking at Huber's Leslie's silhouettes and trying to copy them. And at first I drew them out and then I started cutting them. And, and just by doing that, I was somehow able to work out which way round the scissors went and you know how to cut chins, noses, how to do the forehead. His various, I began copying his various techniques for cutting hair and things like that. And I just gradually sort of unfolded somehow and I became used to it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but historically, there's been a lot of different ways that silhouettes have been cut, like with shadows on the wall and tracing. You don't do any of that. You look at a person and capture their image with your hands and a pair of scissors. So, so here, here's the thing. You're, 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 you're absolutely right. <laughs> and in a minute, I hope I'm going to do one of you two so you get a chance to see to see how it works. But um Yes, if you go back to silhouettes, what the heyday of silhouettes is what they what they call in the in the UK the Georgian and the Regency periods. That, that's the late 18th and the early 19th century, and in that time there were an awful lot of silhouette artists around, and they did use an extraordinary variety of techniques. Some of them would trace shadows, some of them would paint silhouettes onto glass or onto ivory. Some painted onto plaster, others onto paper. Others cut them with paper. Some people cut them out and then painted them. So the, the, there was, there's a whole world of silhouettes out there to explore. But when I first started cutting silhouettes, I was completely ignorant of any of that. I, I had never seen that kind of work. I only knew uh, about the work of Hubert Leslie. So initially, I, my work was entirely based on copying his work. But then later on, as I became more and more interested in silhouettes, and as I became aware that this was perhaps the direction my career was going to take, I started to take a more active interest in the history of silhouettes and began to discover about the work of all these other artists. And and since then, I have to say that although I don't use their techniques regularly, I have experimented with all their techniques. So I've tried, you know, tracing shadows from a a life size. I've tried using pantographs. And this odd machine they used to call a physionotrace, which literally passed a bar around someone's profile and at the other end of the rod was a pencil, and it drew a sort of upside-down, small-scale version of the silhouette. Mm. Uh, and they, there were all these, these weird and wacky machines that they had for making silhouettes mechanically. Um, but today, no one is using that kind of machinery. It's so all, all the silhouette artists I know, there aren't many, but there are a few, but they all work freehand with scissors. And that seems to be the, the, the most natural way for me, certainly, to make a silhouette. Absolutely incredible. And 
we're very excited because you're about to do this for April and I. <laughs> Is this a good time to have a go at your silhouettes? Well, which one of you would like to go first? Well, Cass and I did a little rock, paper, scissors before we got started. So so I'm going to go first. So let me get set up For here. those who are listening, um, we need to describe the scene because, of course, because of the current situation, none of us can meet in person. So this conversation is all taking place over a Zoom call. So I've now got to ask April to turn in profile to her to her screen um, so that I can see. And you've got this amazing microphone, which I'm going to try try and get in. Are you able to hold it so I can see your hand holding the microphone? That is fantastic. Yes, that looks really good. So yes, April, do you normally have your hair over the shoulder like that? Or, or down in the back. That works fine either way for me. That look, looks great like that. So I'm going to take uh, a piece of paper, and there are two sheets here. There's a white piece of paper and a black piece of paper. And the reason I do that is because I've learned over the years it's much easier to cut using white paper than black paper. You can see the line you're cutting much more easily. Uh, and the other reason is because following Hubert Leslie's example, I always like to keep a copy of my own work for my own set of duplicate albums. So um, when I'm making silhouettes, the black copy is for the client and the white copy is for my duplicate albums. And that's why, um, like Hubert Leslie, I always cut two copies of each silhouette at the same time. Now, April, I'm beginning rather oddly with your microphone, <laughs> which is extraordinary. You've got very professional looking equipment. <laughs> <laughs> and then essentially I'm going to cut from the microphone up towards your chin where I'm going now and around the chin and you're posing so well you're really um you're naturally an artist model and then I go around the mouth and around the nose and then there's a little touch we all have to do which is to put the eyelash in which is literally cut one snip out and one snip in and around the forehead and now there's an odd moment when you're making a silhouette where the entire image becomes upside down because if you can visualize someone working with scissors, it's much easier to hold the scissors so they're cutting away from you than cutting towards you, which means I keep the scissors fairly still as I work and actually move the paper through the scissors. And I'm going in and out around all your wonderful wavy hair. How are we doing for time, Cassidy? Oh, we're great. <laughs> I could watch this all day, although I, I hear it only takes a minute or two. Well, we're nearly done, yes. I mean, I'm, try, I'm trying to talk you all through the process. And I, Wonderful. I've completed now what, what I call the first cut, which basically means I've cut the outline. And now I'm just going around with the points of the scissors, making little holes where the light is shining through April's hair, just to add little details to it like that. And there's a funny little thing on your microphone where you've got a wire that's sort of I don't know what that is, but it's coming out of the top of the microphone and going back in. So I have to get that in as well, the same way. And you can relax, April. You're all done. Can I look now? <laughs> so I'm now going to hold this up to the camera. So by the wonders of technology, you should be able to see what I've just done. That is amazing. I don't know how you just did that in like a minute and 30 seconds. That's incredible. I'm thrilled. <laughs> what I will do with that is... The way silhouettes work is I put them onto a card. So this is cut out of black paper. So obviously to keep it safe, it needs to be pasted down to a white card. So I will put them onto a card like that and I will sign it. And hopefully um, you can get that up onto your blog at some point or something like that. So those who are listening can have a chance to see what's just happened. 
Oh, I think you're going to get a lot of um, listeners approaching you for some yeah. party <laughs> silhouette cutting, family situations, friends situations. This is really amazing. This is so fun. And Charles, I have to tell you that April and I have never had, because we're both in two separate states, we don't actually have a like a portrait together, a photograph together of us two. So this is going to be serve as our new... <laughs> That's our new photograph of, of April and I together. I mean, this is just incredible. Good. So what I suggest I do in that case, since April uh, was facing to the right, that I think when I do your silhouette, Cassidy, that you should be facing to the left. Absolutely. So you, you, so you can then mount the silhouette so they're face-to-face. They're, they're, they're face exactly. Or if Perfect. you prefer back-to-back. So, <laughs> so shall we have a go at that? <laughs> yeah, uh, but my left and your right might be different. So tell me, is this it, the it, right actually, angle? Do you know what? One of the nice things about silhouette cutting is it doesn't actually matter that much because it's very easy to simply turn the paper over. Okay. So whichever whichever direction works best for you. Yeah, that that's that's looking fine. That looks great. There, there is that wonderful, um, very old-fashioned series of Apple um, advertisements where they had, do you remember those silhouette shapes with just the white earphones? And, and yes. you, Cassidy reminded me of that a little bit when she had the earphones in <laughs> As you know, we are going to be expanding our fashion history travel offerings this year. Mm -hmm. So you better bet that I'm going to be brushing up on my language skills with Rosetta Stone. With more than 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and so many more, that world out there is practically at the tip of your tongue. And that's right, dress listeners. For more than 30 years, Rosetta Stone has been the expert in language learning. There are no English translations, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which is incredible. You learn by immersion, and their programs are available to use on your desktop or as an app. And let's not forget that there is an amazing built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, so you learn the proper accent from the very start. For a limited time, dress listeners, you can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off by visiting rosettastone.com forward slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Dress listeners, we often refer to ourselves on the show as dress detectives, but what if we told you that you could travel back in time and solve your own fashionable mysteries? Because you can, by joining us in playing June's Journey. And April, I can't tell you how much fun I've had playing June's Journey. It's this <laughs> hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. It takes you back to the glamour and intrigue of the 1920s with this diverse cast of characters. And basically, each new scene takes you further into the story of a thrilling murder mystery that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. You will sleuth with June in the antique parlors of New York, the chic sidewalks of Paris, and you can even build your own luxury island estate where you get to decorate and plant decadent gardens. And there's also a chat and challenge feature where you can play alongside friends. So join us, dress listeners, in putting on your detective hats and escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. 
I'm sure you have some quite interesting stories from some of the events that you have worked at. Do you have any to share with our listeners? Well, you mentioned at the beginning that I've, I've done some fairly famous silhouettes. One of the wonderful things about my job is that I get invited to some really extraordinary events. It's not that my whole life is like that, because it certainly isn't. You know, I, I do an awful lot of um, company events and, and things like that, where basically I'm just working with the ordinary people in the company. And, and, and I love that those events very much. But every so often I get invited to events. Um, for instance, it must be two or three years ago now, I, I guess now, I was invited to cut silhouettes at the Queen and Prince Philip 70th wedding anniversary. Wow. And it, it's extraordinary that you think they've actually been married that long, but, but they have, you know, and there are very few people that, that actually celebrate the 70th wedding anniversaries, but they have, and it actually was a few years ago now. So at, at that event, I, I did, you can see some of them on the wall behind me, copies of some of the, some of the silhouettes I cut at that event. But you can see uh, up, up on the wall to the right, um, you should be able to, to, to recognize those two. So that, that is William and Kate. Um, up oh, on there. nice. Prince William was actually the first silhouette I cut that evening because the, the way the, the evening went, they were all, um, they were all having dinner and, and we were supposed to be coming on after dinner and they were all coming out into the library at Windsor Castle, which is where the event took place. And, and so they, after dinner, they all came out and the first group, among the first group of people to, to exit the event uh, was Prince William. And not quite knowing where else to start, I just approached him and asked him if he'd like a silhouette done. And he, he was charming and very happy to pose for a silhouette. So he posed for about the same length of time that you just did, April. And, and afterwards, he was, um, he was thrilled with his silhouette. And he, and he looked at it and he said, you must do one of Kate. You must do one of Kate. And then while I was doing one of Kate, he said, I'm going to go and show Granny. And there was a moment where I just questioned in my mind, Granny? What does he mean, Granny? And then I thought, oh, yeah, Granny. <laughs> and then the next thing I knew, um, the Queen was there wanting her silhouette done. That's incredible. When you go into to do royal events like that, do they give you some etiquette prep or anything like that in advance? They, they, they do a little bit, yes, but, but surprisingly little, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there, there, there's a certain amount of you have to you have to address them as, as your Royal Highness or your Majesty and um, Sir and Ma'am, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it surprisingly, that event particularly was surprisingly informal. And I think there's a big difference in royal events if you're going to an event where the, uh, the royal person who is at the event is actually working. So it, it's a different matter altogether if, you know, if, if they're there to open a new building or something like that. Um, then it's very different. But this event was, you know, the Queen's own party. Mm-hmm. So essentially it was all her family and friends there. So the atmosphere was a lot less formal. Cassidy, and- I'm nearly done. So while I've been telling you this story, I've been working around your amazing bun on top of your head and trying to get to grips. <laughs> it's Cassidy's signature hairstyle. <laughs> <It is. laughs> so I'm going to hold this up and you can have a look at it see what we've done for you there you are look oh wow <laughs> so that's you and there's there's the two of you oh, oh wow. I love wonderful it. this is amazing absolutely <laughs> wonderful so i will put those probably the best thing for me to do is to put them face to face onto one card or, or unless you'd like me to, to to mount them separately um 
and I, I will scan them and I will also post them to you. So you've got the you've got the original ones. Uh, and this is what I've been doing. I mean, ever since for the last year, since we all we all went into lockdown. Of course, what happened last March um, is that all the corporate events and the weddings and, and those kind of things that have been get, that I've been earning my living at for the last 20 years all abruptly came to a halt. Um, so as, as for a lot of artists, I suddenly found myself needing to reinvent my art. And, and like most people, I, I discovered the wonders of technology and Zoom and, and, and um, conference, you know, online conferencing and that sort of thing. So I've been trying to, to reinvent what I do to suit that media. And, and at first I found it really difficult because people would have, the lighting would be bad, people would be at the wrong angles, you know, a lot, you know, you get that awful thing where people do a Zoom conference with a laptop that's on a coffee table. And so essentially you're looking up at their chin. Every, everyone's familiar with that view, <laughs> but from the silhouettist point of view, that's a total nightmare. So I, I've had to learn how to deal with all those situations. But and, and the way I've, I've my favorite way to do it is to run my own events. So, so I've been, you know, two or three times a month, I run what I call an online studio day where people can uh, essentially buy a sitting to come and have their silhouettes done. And, and then I, I cut silhouettes of a couple or of a family group and I post the silhouettes out to them wherever they are. And, and what I immediately discovered was that the wonderful thing about that is that the market is no longer limited to the UK and the occasional European trip. Suddenly I can do literally do a silhouette of anybody anywhere in the world. Um, and I've done some, some wonderful events, especially for American historical costume societies. Yes, that's how I f- first heard about you. <laughs> they've been doing uh, their, their events, which have all been cancelled as well. So they've been doing online versions of their events. And I've been fortunate enough to be there with my scissors, cutting these amazing Georgian and Regency silhouettes looking literally like they, they've come out of the heyday of the silhouette period. It's, it's, it's been wonderful. And if any of our listeners are interested in scheduling one of your portrait sessions or silhouette sessions, where do you post information about your online studio days? Well, you, you need to go to my uh, website, which is at silhouettist.uk. And, and there, there you have all the, the studio days, which I'm hosting over the next couple of months. And I tend to schedule them about two months ahead. Uh, and, and it will take you through a booking process. Obviously, it's a UK site, so I'm afraid you have to deal in, in British pounds and, and somehow translate that in, in your head in, into US dollars. But people seem very used to that sort of thing these days because you know the, the things like paying by PayPal makes that process very easy. Yeah, uh, so, so that's no longer the barrier it used to be. And I include in the, the cost of each sitting uh, ML delivery. So, so there's no extra to pay for, for that. And also, I, I've been doing a lot of work on Instagram, uh, where I've been try- I, I found that I have a modest following. It's not, it's not a brilliant following. But the reason for that is that, you know, for the last 20 years, I've taken almost no interest in social media. And, and so suddenly, I found that social media is where I really have to be in order to make people aware of what I'm doing um, in, in, in the current situation. I can only imagine, even post-pandemic, that you're going to have a continuing roster of international clientele. Yeah. <laughs> um, because this is such a treat to be able to do this. We wouldn't have been able to do this otherwise um, without Zoom. So thank you so much for being here. Yes, well, it's, thank it's you. been great. And, and, I'm, and I must admit, I'm really enjoying the Zoom work. And in some, so some, in some ways, for me, it's been a blessing in disguise because it's forced me to go outside my comfort zone and to try something new that, that, that I'm not used to doing. And I very much hope that these online events continue 
you know, even as much as I hope to be able to do to do a few weddings and things in the UK, I really enjoy these online events and and would love to do more of them. Um, So I'm it's going. I can see a strange future in which I'm somehow combining the online and, and the real world of silhouette cutting. And and for me, it, it's it's a really good way to take the whole genre of silhouette into the 21st century and to bring it, to make it modern and contemporary and up to date, which is always what's interested me about silhouettes. Yes. And before we sign off, would you just give every all of our listeners your Instagram handle so they can follow you if they wish? I, I'm everywhere you you'll find me with the word silhouettist which is the word silhouette with IST at the end. And it's, um, so I'm at Silhouettist on Instagram and on Facebook, and my website is silhouettist.uk. So I try, I try to, to use the word silhouettist for, for everything. Charles, thank you so much. This was amazing. This was amazing. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. And we look forward to getting our silhouettes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that does it for us today, dress listeners. May you consider the cut of your own silhouette next time you get dressed. And if you're interested in booking a session with Charles, he is offering our dress listeners 20% off with the promo code SCISSORS. And please be sure and share with us um, if you get your silhouettes cut. We would love to see you all in your silhouetted glory. So you can always, of course, find our silhouettes now on Instagram, which is at dressed underscore podcast, where we always post images accompanying each week's episode. And we love hearing from you all. So please feel free to DM us there on Instagram, or you can also email us at dressed at iheartmedia.com and you can follow us on facebook at dress podcast last but not least thank you to our producers holly fry casey peaker and everyone else at iheartmedia that makes this show possible each week more dress tuesday dress the history of fashion is a production of iheartradio for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to your favorite shows. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.